right, everybody, welcome to another episode of Fire Builders Live. My name is Josh Corporal, and like always, streaming live from the porch, Key West, Florida, surrounded by roosters. And guess what we've got on the show today? We've got Chip Franks. Chip, welcome to Fire Builders Live. Thank you, sir. It is uh, it is an honor to be here with you. So I'm excited about this. Anytime <laughs> I get to talk with you, it's uh, you know it's going to be a great conversation. So. Well, Thank you, man. I so appreciate it. I appreciate the time. I know that you're busy. And uh, and before we get into all of the cool stuff that you are doing these days, let me tell everybody a little bit about what Firebuilders Live is. We stream live Monday through Saturday, six days a week from this porch. And uh, we talk about breaking big goals and ideas down into small steps, things that you can do every single day to achieve your goals. And today is no different, my friends. In fact, this one's a good one because it's something that we all need in life. And that's a little bit more joy. Let me tell you a little about what Chip is up to because Chip and I have been friends, man, how long actually we've been friends for what? Uh, three, three years. I've been Has following been your years? stuff. Yeah. Know, two years for sure. Two years, uh, you know, a little over uh, two and a half, probably Ryan Lee introduced us that's so right. To work with each other. That's right. Yeah. That's that's right. That's right. And then you took me to some of the best barbecue I've ever had in Austin. Yeah, that, that was great. Yeah. Anytime you're in Austin, I mean, it's a it's a sitting date. Next time you get to pay. So <laughs> <Don't>. <laughs> I shouldn't say that because I want to see you again. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me tell let me tell everybody listening at home, right? A little bit about what you do. You are the author of Life Lessons from Dad: One Hundred One Ways to get more from life and the upcoming book, Joy How To. You are honestly the happiest person that I have ever met. And that's why I love hanging around you. You were a Texas real estate broker for 20 years. And in 2017, you had a a medical condition, a stroke that kind of changed your outlook on life. You used it as a wake up call. Now you have a mission to create a framework and build joy in not only your life, but other people as well. You have brought yourself back from the depth, so to speak, to be one of the most joyful people on the planet through these incredible practices and guides that you now um, teach. You use yourself, you teach to other people. For example, the Joy Jump, which we were just talking about right before we went live, this seven-day challenge that includes life philosophies, self-improvement, acts of kindness, and gratitude. And guys, if you want to find more about that, and I know that we'll be talking about this in a second, but, uh, but you're also going to have the upcoming podcast chip chat which is the coolest podcast name (laughs) i've ever heard seriously man it's so great to have you on the show welcome to fire builders live it is awesome to be here sir so thank you very much for that and that's a an awesome an awesome intro so i'm excited awesome guy yeah (laughs) for an awesome guy man i uh i so appreciate it we'll tell the way that i like to kick things off sometimes is to say where are you in the world, and what is a typical day in the chipper's life these days? Uh, interesting. So I am just north of Austin, Texas right now, and uh, and interestingly enough, this is maybe the first time we've mentioned it, uh, it looks like we will be moving pretty soon. So um, yeah, No way. So Where? Interesting. Uh, just a, up the road a little, uh, a little ways. Uh, our house was not even on the market, and we just got an offer to buy it uh, that we're probably going to accept. So that's pretty pretty cool. So that's going to happen. And uh, as far as yeah, what what I'm doing and what I'm up to, of course, the things that you mentioned, the joy, the joy training, and helping people build and cultivate joy in their life and keep it going. That's 
that is the mission. That's that's really what I what I want to do with that. Um, I'm also helping Hal Elrod right now with the release of his Miracle Morning movie, uh, which is spectacular and it's awesome. And as far as like a day to day, very interesting. I wrote this out because the way I have to do it is each day is is devoted to something different. So uh, my Monday will be is working with Hal or people that I might uh, consult with marketing or something like that. Tuesday is preparing for chip chats and the podcast and getting that ready and doing my interviews like today, for instance, which is awesome. Uh, <laughs> the Wednesday is the joy training work and that's building the business. Thursday is also uh, working with Hal right now because we're pushing uh, the movie and it's getting close. It will debut on 12-12-2020 at noon, which is pretty amazing. That's the worldwide online premiere. And right. if people want to get involved in that, by the way, MiracleMorningMovie.com, which is pretty, uh, pretty amazing. And by uh, the way, movie. like uh, yeah. for those, I mean, I'm sure that people listening have heard about what the Miracle Morning is and who Hal Elrod is, but it's, mm-hmm. it's all about creating these great morning routines for yourself. That is correct. It is waking up earlier than you have to. It's uh, waking up <laughs> when you want to and, and creating what he calls the savers. And that is to, to, to take the six most timeless, uh, the six most timeless self-improvement activities uh, throughout history and putting them all together into one miracle morning. And he calls them the savers. And it's an acronym for silence, affirmations, visualization, exercise, reading, and scribing, which is the fancy word for journaling. Yep. And uh, it revolutionized my life. It was something that helped me uh, way back at the end of 2014 is when I first fi- found out about that. And I've been doing it for six years. And then, of course, became friends with him after reading the book. And uh, and, and now, now you're now you're now you're helping him, like, spread the yeah. message. Now you're like is, number two. Yeah, that's awesome. It is. Uh, it is a great experience to be able to do that. I am very honored to be able to do that because it has literally affected the lives of millions of people. And uh, and as he says, it helps uh, elevate the consciousness of humanity one morning at a time. And That's right. Yeah, and it's it's just it's wonderful mission. And I'm, I'm proud to be part of that. So I get to do that, uh, too, on Thursdays. And then Friday, I get to build my business again. Then Saturday is the family day and Sunday is clean and prepare for the next week. So that's kind of what my week looks like. And then daily, uh, what I like to do is take the kids in right now. Um, I exercise uh, at, at the gym. And then uh, this is kind of like the thing that you would do is I drive out to the lake as my office with my laptop and I work at the lake for the next several hours yes. and uh, just get focus time on that. And uh, and take a walk when I'm done with uh, a, a good focused uh, hour or two hours and then go back and do it again. And that's that's what my office and my days look like right now. Uh, so. so good. And I'm glad that you're able to get out, too, because um, I know I know you're busy. You got all of this stuff going on. Uh, just just even driving to the lake, sitting there, having that expanse. Right. Feeling like you can just sort of sort of let loose, let go a little bit, you know, let your thoughts go. Um, that's always helped me. That's always been one of the biggest things working on the boat and living on the boat is that you just get yeah. that like expanse of thoughts, expanse of thoughts. I love it. Yeah. Well, and tell me, I mean, you're an introvert as well, right? 
Yeah, I, I've always considered myself one until maybe this show and then started to change kind of a little bit. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I think that uh, you can be an introvert and still enjoy the company of others. Yeah, I think the way that they define that is how do you recover and how do you get your energy? And for me, it's being alone and being alone to do that. And I'm, I love to meet people and go to Great Texas Barbecue and pick someone uh, who pick someone brilliant's mind like you and uh, love that. But then, of course, yeah, I got, I got to, you know, get back in uh, to my my reclusive spot to, to heal up and yeah, get my energy back. So that's just the, the way that it is. So, well, you, I mean, you honestly, you are the most joyous person I know, and you've always been that way. And that's what I've so admired about you. You know, you, but you're not afraid to talk about the high points and the low points. Like you're yeah. incredibly honest with a lot of the posts that you put up. Um, you talk, you know, you, you talk about what you're really going through. And I feel like the courage to do that really, really shines a light on other people as well and gives them a little bit more permission to be open and honest about what they're going through and how they really feel. And I think that's, I think that's one of the greatest things that you do. Thank you. That, that, that means a lot. And you know what? Um, that's uh, interesting that you say I'm the most joyous person, you know, because uh, I certainly have not always been that way. And if I have at certain points in my life, I know it was a facade and it was something you know, just on the surface, the Facebook, happy, shiny people look uh, right. like it's great kind of thing. And then you, you know, the selfie cameras off and you go back and cry in the corner or something. And uh, yeah, I don't know exactly what, what really switched with that, but I certainly wouldn't be doing uh, a service to anyone if I was, uh, if I wasn't honest about that and kept the, the, yeah. And didn't, uh yeah, I guess, and just being vulnerable and letting people know about that. And yeah, that's strange because I don't, I don't like to even say, "Oh, I'm being vulnerable here," or "Oh, this is authentic." Because anytime someone <laughs> says that, then it's usually not. So, <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, that's that's it. Um, well, and what I do hope you it can help? What do you think? Do you think that you know it's a it's a good question because it's not quality, it's or it's not quantity so much as it is quality. It seems like in my book. You know, the, the people that are the most joyous in life, it's not like every minute of every day is happy, is spent happy. It seems like the moments that are precious and the moments that are happy, that are truly, genuinely happy, they live in those a little bit more. They, you know, they're able to extend those out a little bit more than most people. Um, so it kind of gives you, you know, it gives you the ability to move through life's up and downs. It doesn't have to be always up. Um but the times that it is up, you're really in it. It's potent. Yeah, well, I appreciate that. You know, and, and the thing about it is, is too, and this is a big deal, is because people conflate the terms uh, happy and joy, and, and they're not the same thing. And happiness, and uh, if, if uh, people have heard me before, this is one of the things uh, I love to talk about. Happiness is moment to moment, and it's fickle. And it's often dependent on circumstance. And it's something that uh, that happens just like the weather. You wake up and it's cold and rainy, so you're sad. Or you wake up and it's a beautiful spring day, so you're happy. And it's really haphazard. And happiness is the exact opposite of, of sadness and despair. And they, they, don't, they don't interact together at all. Whereas joy is something that's, that's very different. And joy is, uh, whereas happiness 
uh, is often shaped by circumstance. Joy shapes circumstance. And it's something that's self-contained that you can bring with you anywhere and you can apply to any situation that you have. And uh, it's a way of being. And whereas happiness is the temperature, joy is the thermometer that you get to set on it. Ooh, and like whereas that. as happiness is uh, is fickle, obviously, joy is something that's consistent that you can bring with you. And you, it's hard to be or impossible to be sad and happy at the same time. But you can experience grief and sadness and uh, those types of things while still being a joyful person. And in fact, I think that that joy encompasses all of that. And it's uh, if you don't feel that sadness or that grief, then that will affect your joy and it can take out it. It can have a lot of adverse effects, I think. And I just went through that. I think, you know, that, that my mother just passed away with it. Yeah, and, I'm sorry about that. Oh, you know, well, thank you. I appreciate that. But just like you said, with the, the moments that you that you cherish and I, I can tell you that uh, I was sad and I went through grief and uh, there's actually um, I went through uh, quite a bit of grief along the way. Uh, and it was it was actually refreshing and it was nice. And it's kind of like a pressure valve was released because when she passed, um, I, I could be joyful. And, you know, they say that, that oh, you lost your mother. And, and I didn't lose her because I, I feel I know where she is. And, and and it's in a better place and it's in a wonderful thing. And all of that has to do with a firm philosophy that I have not had my whole life. But uh, I've recently developed the last few years. And it's just, yeah, it's just added to the joy, which has just made it awesome. So thank you for, and I am sad uh, sometimes for ourselves that she's not here. But but I'm happy for her in knowing and and truly believing without a doubt that she is in a much better place. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I know um, I know just from the posts and then you and I spending time together, how much uh, she really meant to you and how much of an effect she had on you. And we kind of talked about this. And I just I think that anybody listening right now, as they go through their own personal like family traumas or you know, losses of loved ones, the, the way that you handled it, the way that you approached it, your philosophy on dealing with that is really something to emulate. It was really something to be proud of just as, and I'm sure she was proud of that in mm -hmm. you. So, uh, you. yeah. So, well, so it wasn't always like this. You were a real estate broker. Mm -hmm. You probably live in the fast life, you know, going, um, what was it that changed everything for you? Uh, there were a, a few things, but one, um, you had mentioned the stroke and that was actually uh, maybe the lowest point in my life. But prior to that, actually, uh, at the end of 2014, 2015, uh, I realized that uh, that I, I had a great, beautiful family still do. Thank God. I mean, this is this is wonderful. Uh, we had uh, abundance. We had uh, a business that was, um, you know, that was financially successful but I honestly, I was very depressed and I didn't want to get out of bed in the morning. And I felt extraordinarily guilty for feeling so bad while having so much and being so blessed in life. And I, I don't know if, if you or other people that are listening can relate to that, but uh, that happened. And I had very little energy. I just didn't want to get up. And, um, and that was a low point. And 
I remember, and this is uh, actually maybe the the inflection point, which is uh, something I love to talk about, and that's a, a philosophy that I have because in, inflection points are maybe the best best thing in life, other than love or divine love or something like that. But uh, I remember coming home maybe six o'clock at night uh, with my wife uh, in the kitchen, a few dozen feet over that way, and looking at her and just uh, after a day of work saying, you know, I've, uh, I just got to go to sleep. I just got to go to bed. And, uh, and it's because it was a rough day and I just wasn't feeling good. And I just didn't like life. Sleeping was so much better than life at that point. And, um, and I looked at her and her realizing, of course, she'd have to take care of the kids and do dinner and, you know, all, all of the other stuff. She just like looked at me with this hurt look in her eye and said, something has got to change. And I, I just remember that uh, as maybe being the inflection point. And mm-hmm. then divinely along that time, um, I, I came across a book called Choose Yourself. And uh, I think you've probably heard of it. James Altucher, um, great, great guy, kind of a friend of mine now, which is really cool. I have a habit of meeting authors that I really like. So <laughs> that's, uh, <laughs> that's kind of cool. But uh, one of the things that he talked about was uh, a daily practice, and that's doing something good for yourself. Uh, spiritually, emotionally, physically, and mentally each and every day, uh, just to do a little bit each and every day. And I took that to heart. And what was so beautiful about that, and then also The Miracle Morning, which I read about at, at about that time, is these books were very prescriptive, you know, whereas a lot of books are theoretical and they tell you, oh, great, this is a fantastic idea. And you kind of sit around and, and think about it and all, yeah, that's a fantastic, that's all wonderful thought. But these are things that you actually do. And yep. I, I did that. I did the miracle morning and I did the daily practice of a little something every day to, to feel better about myself. And, uh, and I didn't know it at the time. Of course, I, I've kind of come up and reverse engineered how this works with joy. But that was the addition and alignment to life, just self-improvement of getting better each and every day. And if you've ever had a goal and you've pursued it and you felt better and you feel a little momentum in your life, that's what's happening there. And I did that and I started feeling better. Like uh, for physic- physical, like at that time, I would literally have to get myself out of bed and walk for 10 minutes and say, oh, OK, you know, that's that's the thing I did for that. Or uh, I remember physically like I had a, a horrible addiction to diet uh, to Coke Zeros at the time and a physical check mark that I could say I did something good for myself physically was to not drink a diet, uh, a Coke zero that day. Yeah. Drink a a glass of water instead. But the thing is when, when you check it off and physically, and I I think this goes forward into my teachings today, when you physically check it off. And of course, you know about dopamine rushes and uh, just the, the chemistry that, that it works. When you do that, you just start feeling better and that momentum starts getting you feeling better and better. And that was what turned it around for me. And uh, the spiritual practice, by the way, is something else that I did during that time. And what I decided to do for my spiritual practice was do uh, what I've uh, since called an A-OK a a day. And that is an act of kindness every day uh, for another human being. And out of all of my my practices that I did, I think that one reached down and pulled me out of my funk and my depression better than anything. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we're talking at a, like any any level of active kindness, any just small thing, large thing. Yeah. Um, well, 
the the rule is that it needs to be uh, something that you don't automatically do. Like I've had people in my my gratitude group saying, "Oh, I made breakfast for my kids today," and that's their yeah. act of kindness. And I'm like, well, I mean, do you not? Do you normally like watching <laughs> starve, you know, or whatever? But no, it's it's something that you uh, that you wouldn't normally do, and it's a kind act for someone else. And it can be as simple as uh, picking up trash. Uh, around a street, even if uh, a particular human doesn't realize that they've been a little bit blessed by this, it's something you can do. Or what I like to do if I realize at nine o'clock at night when I'm wrapping up and I haven't done anything kind that day, I'll send a text to a friend that, that I'm thinking about and just saying, hey, I love you. I'm thinking about you right now. I don't know how things are going, but just so you know, I'm here for you if you ever need me kind of thing. I mean, and even uh, just a little thing like that. And of course, that feels great for them to get, but it's also what it does for us uh, yeah. to, to do that. And and I'll tell this story. This is actually in the joy jump uh, for the acts of kindness uh, that, that we talk about. But this little story, I remember laying in my bed one morning. You know, my wife had already gone to work. My kids had gone to school. And I had to wake up and go into the real estate job and business that I owned that I, I hated at the time. I didn't, didn't love it. And I was just He's just feeling awful. And the inner critic is kicking the crap out of me. I mean, it's just kicking me in my teeth over and over again. And, uh, and I remember like, like the inner critic talking to me. And at the time, of course, I think it's me, which it isn't, you know, that's something we've learned about. But uh, I said to myself, you know, what, what good are you going to do? You know, or who are you to, to help anyone uh, today? And then I thought about that because I had started the practice of AOKs and I thought, you know what? Well, I'm going to help at least one person today. Mm-hmm. And that got me up, uh, took my walk, got showered, went in. And I remembered that day that uh, on the way to the office, there was a big green trash can that was tipped over, trash was spread out and everything. And um, and I remember just stopping and it maybe took two minutes to, to kind of clean it up and to set it up and, you know, put it upright. And it looked like it was... Uh, uh, the home of an elderly person. They had gnomes outside of their yard, you know, in their garden and everything. So, uh, and I, and I remembered that and it just took two minutes, but it lifted my spirits the rest of the day. Yeah. And it made me feel so much better and it gave me momentum to start feeling better throughout the day. And I mean, that's uh, kind of an example, just the acts of kindness that, that can help. And why do you think, us. why do you think that is? Do you think it's because, do you think it's because people, almost get a little bit desensitized to going through life and they start to forget that they actually can make a, a positive difference in people's lives, right? whether they know them or not. But it's those small acts of kindness that remind you that you're, that you're actually useful in the world, you know, because yeah. it's so easy to forget that. Well, um, this this delves into philosophy. All right. And actually there's some science behind it too. There's a, it's really, there, there's a lot that, that can go into it, but I, I think that it makes us feel good because we are divinely designed to help one another. And that's one of the reasons that we're here. I used to say it was the reason why, why we're here, but actually I think it's one of the reasons why we're here right now. And, uh, and it is physically impossible for you to help someone else without helping yourself. And I call that human fusion. It's just something that's an absolute good for everybody. And there is science behind it, but I think that it's divinely inspired by our, our creator. And, and I will use the word God. Some people get nervous when I say that word. 
but um, I think that's the way that God designed us so that we do help each other and we feel better when we help other people. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's just again one of the the very best things that we can do as human beings is to reach down and, and help other people, um, and that's why it feels so damn good. I mean, right. because yeah, when it happens, I mean, uh, as an evolutionary species, uh, if something feels good to us, then you know, it kind of helps the species typically. So in some way, form, or fashion, and I imagine if you know addiction. Or other things can get in the way of that, but this would be a healthy and wonderful addiction to have. Well, so. I'll tell you, I would I would say of all of the things that you have mentioned thus far, the one thing that I like to ask guests on this show is if you could suggest as far as as far as if joy really is in all of us all the time, mm-hmm. and it's just a question of finding it. If you could suggest that people do one thing consistently every day to kind of tap back into that joy well. Um, that everyone has, what would it be? Would you say that it, of all of the things that you've done, it was the, the AOK a day that was really the thing? Um, you know what? Uh, actually let's go back because, uh, I, I don't necessarily think that we all have the joy in us already. I think that we all have capacity for it, yeah, okay. but it, it doesn't necessarily mean that we, we, that we do have it. I mean, I think metaphorically, uh, speaking that we are a light bulb, at the, the beginning and when we're, we're babies and we're close to God and we, we come out and you see it in babies. I mean, they're just magnetic and they're drawn to us and they're beautiful. That's uh, their light is shining and it's bright and it's beautiful and everyone's attracted to it. Well, most people, the good people, the evil people aren't maybe, I don't know. <laughs> How can you not like babies? But seriously, but uh, babies are like that. But as they grow up and they get older, as we get older, then there is some residue and, Grime and other things of life, cynicism and uh, and depression and despair and rat race and uh, mean people and it just it covers that you know so you know I think that joy a part of that is kind of cleaning our lens so there's there's that and as far as the one thing that people do every day and this kind of gets into fire building I guess uh, I would say that it's actually important to do something. And you say, and you do put the word in there, do, which is really neat. Uh, for me, it's a habit. And, you know, the act of kindness may be the, may be the one, but I prefer actually active appreciation okay. and going out and appreciating something. And that's moving beyond gratitude. Gratitude is, is passive and active appreciation is going out to appreciate something. And I think that that kind of opens our soul and uh, sets our antenna up for the day to be kind and look for kindness and things to appreciate or whatever. Uh, but the most important thing is to do something consistently. And yep. I, I've, I've looked at a lot of science with this, and uh, and that is what changes us physically. It changes our brains. It makes our, our gray matter work better. It fires the neurons in that particular area of the brain that just opens it up and changes us to where we are different creatures. Uh, so yep. uh, the, the yep. thing would be a simple habit that you repeat every single day to change yourself. So I, I love it, man. I, uh, I also, Susie, Susie's loving this. Uh, hey Susie. Nice <laughs> <to see you. laughs> By the way, if you don't know, uh, Susie Parkus, you guys should really connect. I should send you both a Facebook message after this. I think you would really, you guys would dig each other. Uh, but she, uh, 
you know, knowing and not doing is the same as just not knowing, right? It's almost worse. Yeah, I would say it's worse. Yeah, because uh, you know, with much uh, with much power comes much responsibility. So yeah. that means that you're actively ignoring the things that you know. So yeah, yep, it's a neglect, you know, um, and uh, and so. So I love the act of appreciation and I 100% agree. I mean, you know me, like I'm an advocate of doing one thing consistently every day uh, yeah. across a whole bunch of different disciplines, but just the idea of going out there and doing it. Um, my favorite quote of all time is the work teaches you the work and the act of actually doing something teaches you more about how to really do it. And the more that you know how to really do it, the better that you can appreciate the nuance, the more that you can appreciate you know, the effect that it has on everybody else, the less that you're so focused on getting it right. And the more you're focused on, on the effect that it really does, the positive effect that it has on yourself and others. I love it, man. I think that's great. And absolutely. And of course it makes the work better, but I think a lot more importantly than that is it makes you better. Mm -hmm. It does. And it, and it just makes you more well-rounded, more like, well, you know, faceted. Um, You know, we've had this conversation before about, the idea of being able to relate to multiple people and to travel and to see things from various mm-hmm. points of view and, and appreciate things, not dismiss them on the surface. I mean, that's an important thing as a human to have, a quality to have. Yeah, I, I agree. And there's a lot of other great qualities to have and uh, gratitude and active appreciation. And actually, um, there's a, another level beyond that of divine love is what I what I like to call that. And that is uh, appreciating and loving even the horrible, no good, very bad, terrible things that happen and being able to find the good in that. And once you have that mastered, which is uh, that's just done by, by writing it down and putting it in your journal and thinking about it and feeling that that's every day in your soul, uh, that's, uh, that's acing life. And that is awesome when life can just punch you right in the face, which it will, and knock you down to your knees and you can say, thank you. <laughs> and like really mean it. So that's just, that's a, an awesome skill and ability to have. And do you think that, that, that like um, capacity, so to speak, to say thank you when you get like beat down, do you think it's because you're constantly reminding yourself that there are larger things at play? Um, you no, know, it's a, I, I don't know about that. I think um, that's, that's definitely part of it. But I, I think that that two things happen, and one is that there is a physiological change, so you're different, so you're so you tend to respond rather than react, uh, which is a, a big distinction. And I, I love that because yeah, I learned that from Zig Ziglar. You know, with the medicine, if you react to the medicine, it's not good. If you respond to it, it's good. Yeah. So well, react almost has like an involuntary sort of sense to yeah. it, you know, it's just something that, that is out of your control, whereas a response seems like it's a little bit more controlling. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? I mean, things like, uh, I think it's it's how we develop ourselves as human beings, because I, I think things like meditation for me and uh, and having my, my God book in sessions every morning, uh, that type of thing lengthens the time between stimulus and response, at least for me. And it makes life slow down so you can see the stitches on a fastball. And, you know, and again, when you get punched in the face or more than likely, you know, someone cuts you off in traffic or something like that, uh, rather than instinctively react, you respond and you choose to, to do something different with that. 
And, yeah. and I think we all know this, you know, we're, um, what we focus on expands and, you know, if life hits you in the face and you're just thinking about, damn, I just got hit. And that's all you're thinking about is a woe is me and it's horrible and it's terrible. Uh, then of course that's your, your whole focus and your, your whole world at that time. Whereas if you find the silver lining with it and you say, you know what, this is a chance for me to show my character and to get back up and to also use this as an example, because I imagine that my kids are going to go through this someday and I'll be able to speak to them from a place of wisdom rather than just, you know, uh, spouting off some kind of theory that sounds great in a book and right. it does no, no good for their life. So right. you yeah. kind of almost imagine uh, if they acted in a certain way, like what would you be proud of? You know, how would you, what would they do that you'd be proud of if you said, oh man, you know, they, they got, they got kicked down by life, but they handled it in such a mature way. I'm proud of that. Yeah. And and they come out as better human beings. And that's what obstacles and challenges and the no good, very bad, horrible things that happen in life, that's what they're good for. And there is, uh, there is a lack of appreciation and depth of understanding and depth um, and a, a lack of joy from being on a mountaintop if you've never been in the valley. And that's that's what it can be for. So there is beauty in absolutely everything that happens, uh, whether that be a horrible, no good, jagged, horrible edge that, that cuts us and makes us bleed on in our souls. Um, I mean, those those can all be good things. And, yep. um, you know, I tell people this all the time, but, you know, those uh, there are times uh, where I felt such despair in life. And I am so grateful for that now because it led me on the path that I'm on and to be able to help other people with that and to be able to reach them where they are and have that kind of empathy is just such a gift. And and I love that. So, uh, man, getting all emotional talking here. Ah, No, man, but it's it's still joyful. (laughs) It really is true, though. I mean, it shows that you're on the right path. Like you're tapping into something. For everybody that's watching or listening right now, like take this as an example because I don't know anybody that speaks more from the heart and has the not just the best intentions, right? But actually, but actually the wisdom to to differentiate between like almost being a visionary and then just mere deluding yourself. You know, so many times a lot of people just say, "Oh, just you know, just focus on the good stuff," but but they, they say, just throw away all the bad stuff. And I don't think that that's, I think that's only half of the equation at that point. Just like you're saying, you have to have a perspective. You have to bring in that bad and, and analyze it and look at it and tease it apart a little bit, right? To see how you react so that you have a better self-awareness of how you can respond in the future in a more yeah. mature way. And that's, mm-hmm. dude, you've like perfected this. I mean, <laughs> you might not feel that way. But from my perspective, I think uh, I'm I'm so I'm so just it's just amazing the kinds of stuff that you're doing. Um, and uh, and I wanted to ask you because as a follow up to yep. to the idea of doing something every day, let's talk just a little bit about how fast how 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 um, you know responsive the human like spirit can be to this kind of thing. If you go out there for the next thirty days. And do something, an act of appreciation, even if you've never done it before, you know, or you're just not used to it. If you did it for the next 30 days, but consistently in your experience, Chip, what would happen to folks? 
you know what? I, I think they would probably start to feel like a different person by the end of 30 days. And if they're very consistent with it, and one of the practices that I teach is called the Mighty Five. And it's a, a very different form of gratitude because, um, you know, just like you mentioned, someone, uh, a lot of gurus uh, or just, you know, regular people will say, oh, be more grateful in life. Be, you know, do that. Or um, uh, one of my favorite quotes is Wayne Dyer. I love Wayne Dyer. Great guy. And he says, uh, when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. And like, damn, that's really profound. That's great. But how, <laughs> you know, how does it happen? You know, and uh, that's that's the the that's where it all stops for most people. And so this is a very practical way to do it. Um, but I, I would say do a mighty five. And what that means is uh, a, an appreciation list and an active appreciation or what some people call a gratitude list. But this is a gratitude list on freaking steroids. And it's awesome. And it's and it's great. And it's very consistent. And what I do is. I appreciate write, writing it down, and I think that's very important. I've studied the science on this, and it affects you more when you write versus if you just type it. Although both can be effective, it's better when you write um, the way that our minds work. But write down something very profound that you actively appreciate, and it's something uh, in that makes the world beautiful and wonderful. And you can appreciate a specific person. Um, but not just that person, but something about them, because, uh, you know, like I, I have we have a mutual friend I know that uh, that writes down family and opportunity and wife every day. And to me, that's kind of lazy. That's lazy gratitude. You have to find something new. It has to be something different each and every day and something very mm-hmm. specific and a, a profound appreciation could be like one morning I woke up and I thought how beautiful language is and how. We can speak and these these noises and sounds that we make can be interpreted, can be caught by our ears and transformed into electrical signal that our brain understands to take these complex ideas and make them uh, something that we that, that we can take to heart. And I thought, I mean, my God, that that is just amazing. That's beautiful. And that's something profound. Uh, so that's the the first thing. Another time, uh, well, yesterday I was wrestling with my son, Alec, and he calls it bot fighting, which is pretty funny. He gets that from <laughs> the movie Big Hero 6, but he's wrestling me and he gets tired and he puts his, his like uh, his chest is just laying on my on the side of my head. And I hear that sweet boy's heart beating, just thumping, you know, and I'm, I'm like, oh, my gosh, his heart is working. And it's and it's oxygenating his blood and it's allowing him to live and to be this beautiful light in the world. And I didn't have to do any of that. I mean, all of that was set up divinely. And that's just profound and it's perfect. And that's the the kind of thing that you want to write down on your gratitude list. I mean, just I even love- thinking about stuff like that is already changing you. And that's just the the first out of five. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. yeah. So yeah, by by the way, just in case uh uh, people are watching this on Facebook. Uh, Alec is the uh, is the boy that is in your your fire builders photo. I uh, oh um, yeah, you're the first. Yeah, so uh, he's actually in there, so you can see who Chip is talking about. Anyway, go ahead. What's what's yeah, number two? That's, that's the amazing Alec. Number two is the easily taken for granted appreciation, and that is uh, and this is um, we we tend to always take things for granted, and it's uh, and it's not a uh, a sin on our part. It's, it's natural. It's habituation is called, or sometimes neural adaptation. <clears throat> and, uh, 
And this is uh, something that you wouldn't appreciate unless you had a practice like this. And one of the examples I like to use, I use it on my gratitude training, is uh, I was uh, getting out of my car one day and I shut the door and it's a German engineered car and it sounded so solid. And I'm like, oh my gosh, an engineer went to school and learned how to do that and designed it and worked with his colleagues to make my family safe by having a, a more solid door in the car. That's amazing. And that's something we would never appreciate or think about unless we had a practice to do so. So that's yep. that's what that is. And it could be clean water that we have or hot water. Hot water, that's freaking amazing. You know, King yes. did not have that. And we take it for granted every single day in the absence of a practice like this. So that's number mm-hmm. two. And then number three is the horrible, no good, very bad appreciation. And that is something that is bad in your life that's causing you pain or hurt or that's an obstacle or a challenge or something that most people would call quote unquote bad, you know, going back to our conversation and what is good about that. And, you know, I I remember that my mom, uh, like almost literally dying in front of me was on that list a couple of times. And why is that good? And it could be because uh, it made us uh, really appreciate the time that we had together or the fact that I was able to take care of her, throughout the days, you know, for several months. And that's, that in itself is such a blessing or that, uh, that I would never have a regret later on about how I spent my last few months with her, which I don't. I mean, I, I love that. There's no, I, I don't know that I could have done anything better because I, I certainly gave it my all, but that's an example of something bad. You know, I, I think about that, or I think about uh, being overweight uh, because of the character that it gets to, uh, instill in me to to be able to conquer that and to figure it out and to, to do that. Um, but those are examples of those things that we talked about and that divine love that uh, that I love to preach and 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 uh, and tell people about because it's just a different function of life. I mean, it, it's great. Or losing somebody, losing my dog, uh, or whatever. I mean, that that could be all on that list. And what are the good things about that? And that is what we talked about response versus reaction and training our brain to approach life completely differently. Um, And then the last two, I call the free for all, and they can be absolutely anything. It can be events that happen, people in your life, specific things about the people, any of the first three. But uh, I do that as a free for all because one, as a entrepreneurial ADD type, I don't like that much structure. And I like to, to spread out and the good in the gratitude and doing an appreciation list like this is us going out to meet all the things that we're grateful for. It's uh, it's not passive like regular gratitude. That's gratitude 1.0. You know, there's a beautiful sunset that was given. Oh, thank you for giving me the sunset. Thank you for making me this meal. Whereas active appreciation is us going out and it's proactive and us meeting the things that we love and like or whatever and doing that and that habit, that one consistent habit doing that for 30 days, uh, you will find that you will complain less or, or stop it altogether. Uh, your anxiety level will drop uh, so much because uh, James Altucher said this in a podcast, and this is actually one of the things that started me on the gratitude journey and loving this is that one that you can't be uh, the same person can't have the same uh, 
you can't have anxiety and gratitude in their head at the same time. And it's true because, you know, you get what you focus on. And if you're focused on things that might happen, you're living in anxiety versus if you're being grateful for the things that you have, uh, that's, that's what fills your mind. And yes. yeah, so all of that changes just with a simple habit like this. And, uh, and it changes people. It makes you more optimistic. Literally, uh, your brain uh, will start to approach things differently. You have bad things. Like we said, life punches you in the face and your response is different than what your reaction used to be. It's, it's one of the best things ever. And totally, man, I like every, I mean, just, just as you're going through these things, I can think in my head, the one that really stuck out or well, two, actually one, uh, they're all the good. Josh. Yeah, they're all good for me, for me cause you're, cause, because a lot of that stuff you learn when you go and travel and, uh, and you have that appreciation for the things that you take so for granted here. Um, mm-hmm. Like, for instance, let me just put this up because I didn't want to interrupt you when you were going through this. But Lyndon says, yes, language, unbelievable how we can articulate through verbal and written forms over thousands of years of creation and development and through so many languages, which all have their own unique sound and feel like you don't just you just we take it for granted. You know, we never yeah. really think about that kind of thing. Um, same thing with regret. And Susie actually put this up too. you know, regrets are the heaviest burdens to bear, like not regretting the time that you spent with your mom, the quality time that you spent with her in her last days. That's something that you can feel proud of that, you know, mm-hmm. you did it your way. You did it the right way, according to you and her um, and not feel that I, uh, but the, the one other thing that, that I really liked that what you said was the act of like almost active gratitude because you're right. So many times when we, when we talk about what are we grateful for, those things are stuff that happened to us. Sunsets, right? That hit us in the face, like you're saying, or, you know, I'm grateful for, uh, I'm grateful for, I don't know, the, the fact that I was able to come down to Key West and be locked down here because I am, I'm grateful for that. But I think what you're saying, which I think is so interesting, is that try to be grateful for the things you got to put a little bit of energy into. You know, it's not the things that just happen to you, but go out there and, uh, and, and initiate the gratitude, right? Instead of things just sort of being laid upon you in life and then saying, oh, I'm so grateful for that to have happened. Like, you know, make something happen and then be grateful for the amazing results that come of it, you know? Yeah, but I, I love all of that. And that's true. It's just the difference between passive and active gratitude. And uh, yeah, I, I, I teach this in, in the course, but uh, they have gratitude zero, which are people that are just oblivious and entitled to everything. You know, uh, I, I joke about the people you hold the door open for them and they just walk through and they don't you know acknowledge you. And uh, that that's a gratitude zero. Gratitude one is what most people think of as being a grateful person. And by the way, I was always a grateful person in that re in, in that regard. Um, and like, I would appreciate the sunsets and uh, appreciates going to a different country and experiencing all that flavor and difference and uh, not understanding the language and what an uh, adventure it is. But that's again, being reactive and where the muscles, and this is just like being in a gym. I mean, uh, is where that gratitude muscle comes in is when you actively lift the weights and you go out and seek the things to, to be grateful for. And yep. that, that changes us completely. 
And I, I would love to do this at some point. I will do this. But uh, an MRI of the grateful person versus the ungrateful person. And I know that there is a difference. It's discernible. You know, Different areas of the brain firing, things like that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Just like the accountant brain, you know, and I, 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 I had an accountant that got a little, uh, that took a little lighthearted umbrage to this, but um, you know how accountants get very good at working numbers in their head or like real estate agents can, can calculate the number 3% just very easily because <laughs> they get used to doing that. You know, that was my former, former profession. And that particular area of the brain is, uh, is more dense and it fires better uh, with the, the neurons. And it's the exact same thing with the, um, with the gratitude is that we get better with uh, as we get, as we do more gratitude, it's just like lifting weights in the gym and we get better and better at it until we're changed person. Physiologically, we are changed. And yeah, I have that. I think there's a, a study by UCLA's mindfulness center that I use in my teaching that talks about that. And they say that, that uh, it literally changes your brain physically and it's been proven now. Yeah. I'm, I'm not surprised uh, because, and, and that it's that's like small rewiring, that small daily rewiring that really makes the biggest difference. Chip, I've honestly so loved and enjoyed this conversation. <laughs> really. I, I wish it down, huh? <laughs> I, wish, I wish we could I wish we could stay on uh, longer. I mean, uh, or have you back because we can, there's so much that we can talk about, but I do want to say for everybody listening right now, I do want to talk about chip. Tell, tell people a little bit about chip chat, what you got in in store for chat and, uh, and how they can continue the conversation with you. Oh, this is awesome. Thank you for that. Uh, That uh, if they go to chipchatpodcast.com. They can sign up to get notified of when Chip Chat, the podcast, actually goes live. And if you've kind of liked or uh, some of the things that we've been talking about, Chip Chat is long-form conversations. We don't have how, – how long are we on here? 49 minutes. There's no time limits for, for what we do. And there could be long conversations. There could be short conversations. We're just going to go until we feel uh, like like we're done. And uh, and thank you, Perrin. That's awesome. Um, but – we are having conversations about leading a better life. And that's the only, the only uh, directive for that. And that can be absolutely anything. It can be uh, entrepreneurship and business. It can be about joy and happiness and depression and despair. It can be about spiritual matters. I mean, I love to ask people how they believe in God or not believe in God. And, you know, how does that direct their life? And what are some things that happen? We were going to talk about heroes journeys and, um, and leading a better life or how have you found your purpose? Or if you haven't, then, you know, what's, what's that all about? And what's your life philosophy and what are the best things in life and how do you have fun? And, for you, Josh, like, what do you get out of uh, out of going to different places and traveling? And uh, we'd probably talk about your way of learning and how you learn and, and the fact that you're the world's most interesting man, like for real, instead of the, the guy on the <laughs> dose of keys bottle. So, I mean, all of all of that and above about leading a better life. And I'm thrilled about it because I'm insatiably curious and I love to pull that out from people of, you know, how can we have a better life through what we're about to talk about and have that conversation. So that is when, it. And I feel blessed to be able to do it, that. When does it start? When, when is it the, when is it dropping? January 5th. 
this is the first day for Chip Chat Podcast. And, uh, and we will be releasing two to three episodes that day. And uh, I'm getting them in the bucket now. And actually, one of my very first uh, episodes, this is really cool. Um, I have it set up now. Uh, but I'm interviewing and talking with the hospice workers that helped me with my mom. And uh, there are three of them. And we've already talked some about it. But it's essentially what does dying teach us about how to live? And it's, uh, you know, I'm calling it the Memento More uh, episode. And we're going to talk about that. And they have all kinds of uh, profound things that have happened. They've watched people die and what has happened when people have died. And some of the beautiful things that they said as they were drawing their last breaths. I mean, it's, it's amazing. And these are such good hearted, wonderful people and you never hear their stories. And I am, I mean, I'm thrilled with that. And I actually have a conversation I recorded with my mom about where she was going, uh, in, in life. And it's just, um, I'm, I'm very excited about getting that out into the world. I mean, this is going to be good stuff. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like it. The, uh, the idea of having the hospice workers and what they've learned through being at the final moments of people's lives. You got to let me know when that one goes live. I want to see, I definitely want to hear that one. That, that to me is just incredibly interesting. The kinds of stuff that they learn in that yeah. environment. Oh, and um, they have life lessons like you would not believe because they, they, they take care of lots of elderly people. And that's what they have to do is distill what they've learned into useful nuggets. Yeah, and, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, and I get to tease those out of the, the folks uh, in, in the conversation. It's 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 kind of I'm kind of giddy that I get to do this and it's going to be fun to get this to the world. So that's exciting. I love it, man. Dude, this has been so good. Um, as we, as we wrap this up, right. Uh, let me know, tell me if anything comes to mind that, uh, that you'd like to leave people with, you know, any final parting words of wisdom before we uh, shut down for the day? Yeah. You know what? Um, this, this is it. This might take a little too much time, but I'll, I'll try and be succinct here. Um, of all the things that I've learned about joy and how to cultivate it and how to build it and the science behind it and the methods behind it, what I learned in my own journey, it took me, uh, it, I'm glad it took me a while to do, but all of this joy is set upon the foundation of self-love and deserving. And one of my, one of my friends, uh, acquaintance friends, I'm going to have him on the podcast for sure. He said that your gift is right next to your wound. And my wound was never feeling um, deserved, deserving of great success or great joy or great love in my life. And, uh, and what I want to tell everybody is that if you're listening to this, whether or not you're listening to this, uh, that you absolutely do deserve to love yourself, to feel better, and you deserve joy in your life. And, uh, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with you pursuing that. It is an absolute good because you pursuing joy is the best thing you can do for yourself, obviously, but it's also the best thing that you can do for others because people who love you and want the best for you, the thing that they want most for you in life is your joy and for you to be happy. And if you're a parent, you understand that with your kids and, uh, and that's the best thing that we can do for each other. So if you hear this, you are loved and you are deserving. I love that, man. Dude, honestly, uh, what a great way to wrap up the show. I'm so appreciative of your time, Chip, today. This has been incredible. 
I can't wait for Chip Chat to drop. This is going to be so good. Everybody, everybody, Perry and saying, preach it, Chip, you know, <laughs> right? Thank you. That, like, honestly, uh, I'm, I'm so excited for this. It's an honor to know you, my friend. Really, it is. And I uh, appreciate that. Likewise. And I'll tell you, next time when I come through to Austin, uh, barbecue's on me, hands down. And, uh, and we'll, we will make that happen. But again, just want to say thanks for taking the time being on the show today. Oh, you're very welcome, Josh. It's, it's fun. Um, uh, if you keep the invitation open to me, I'll be here anytime you want. <laughs> yes. And by I appreciate the way, it. I'm curious about this. Uh, you're one of the first people I want to interview for Chip Chat. Uh, so uh, you are the most interesting person I think I know in the world. And you have so, so a lot of life wisdom in your relatively short time on this planet. So, yeah, <laughs> well, I, I want to mine that like crazy. I, I would be... <laughs> I would be honored. I would be absolutely honored, Chip. Uh, you just, we will make it happen. Um, this is great, dude. I, you're, you're going places, Chip. I love it. Seriously, man. It's so cool to see everybody that's listening to this. If you, if you are having a rough time, if you're feeling a little down on yourself, if you, um, you know, just are, feel like that capacity to find the joy is a little bit low at this, at this point in time, Listen to Chip's advice. If anything, follow him on social media. Watch what he does. Emulate what he does because I can't think of a better example to follow than you, Chip. You're the man. You're seriously the man. Thank you. Well, uh, I'll tell you. So this has been another fantastic episode of Fire Builders Live. Again, I just want to say thank you to our guest, Chip Franks. Um, And I'll tell you, we stream every how many days a week? Six days a week. Six days a week. Uh, man. Six days a week, right? Monday through Saturday, we bring on these great guests like Chip. So, guys, tune in next time if you'd like. Right? There's Chip's um, ChipChatPodcast.com is in the oh. show notes. Click that. Check it out. Go see some of the cool stuff that he's got planned. Um, if you'd like to support Firebuilders Live and get some cool gifts, go to FirebuildersLive.com. You can find out more about that. Thanks, guys, so much for joining us. And uh, Chip, thanks again. I'll see you later. I appreciate it. Love you, Josh. All right. Love you too, man. Adios and adios to everybody watching. See ya. Bye.